0: Blog Talk Radio I'm getting down to the sum of this The sum of that The sum of everything
1: Come, on. Come on. Yeah
0: All right, it's episode 20. That's right, there's been 20 of these. This is Chris to C, Miami Six Man on your Twitter feed. You can follow at CSG here. Oh, sorry, come get some CGS here on Twitter, as well as email me at CGS here at gmail.com. Plus, you can listen three ways here at BlogTalkRadio.com, iTunes, or the official website of Come Get Some. Come Get Some.com. Again, like I said, not a lot of time to talk. Here comes Justin Wright from Thinker's Refuge talking with me about REF Bentwaters. We'll see how Justin handles 10 questions. And make sure you tune in next week for the original Siri, Susan Bennett. Here's part two of my conversation with Justin.
1: For example, the World Trade Center buildings. People saw something moving behind the buildings.
0: I heard about that.
1: They saw like a, a chrome disc that was creeping around one of the buildings and it suddenly just went out of the atmosphere, gone. Like, what the fuck? And people still talk about it to this day. I'm like, okay, I don't even know what to say to that shit. Like, how do you even explain that?
0: Well, well, almost as big as the loss of life, and, and nothing's bigger than the loss of life. Lord knows we've seen enough of that lately uh, in the last mm-hmm. couple decades, but the um, more just, just as big as the loss of life is the loss of Financial Institute when that went down. Uh, I don't think the aliens care about our financial <laughs> institute, to be honest with you. No. Um, that now, what I wanted to move on to, um, if I could, is uh, yeah. what I feel like is the smoking gun, though. Because I do believe something's going on, and, and we're just not getting it all. Um, mm. Have you heard of the uh, Rendlesham Forest um, RAF Bentwater sighting and experience in 1980?
1: No, anything I haven't heard of because I'm still pretty informed. You're thinking of some shit that I haven't either heard of in a long time or stuff I've never heard of before. So I'm interested to hear this. Yeah, one. I,
0: I got to share this with you because here's the thing: is, is the, uh, the reason I dig deeper. Like I've always kind of believed. And when I was a kid, I would see an airplane with a streak behind it and think it's either a UFO or a Mighty Mouse because I was a kid. <laughs> you know. So, but but as an adult, I had an interest, and then I saw a few things. A few things were not anything to worry about, and a few things were wait a minute I, that there was no explanation for it. And you know, maybe if we have time, I'll get into what I've seen. I've talked about it before, um, but it makes me dig deeper. Um, this this R.F. Bentwaters, um, Randall from Forest thing to me is a smoking gun. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, and I'm trying to get the one guy, John Burroughs, on. I've I've sent him messages. I don't know if he'll ever respond or be on the show, but I'm trying to get him one. Um, basically, I was watching Unsolved Mysteries in 1991, and he talked about this incident. Um, and they were interviewing a guy named Colonel Charles Halt. He was the guy that investigated this. Um, there's a base. It was a split-mirrored base of a twin base, they call it, I think, of UK and US and UK. That's where this is. And uh, they saw three lights one night. I believe there three lights on the first night, if I'm not mistaken. And, and one of them was beaming beams of light into uh, the weapons artillery building. And uh, that's a concern. Plus, you're talking Cold War time. It, it's a concern. Uh, who knows uh, what these things are? We need to investigate. Um, there are were, there are people who claim something happened that night. And, and it's funny because there's about a half dozen stories, and I maybe believe two of them. <laughs> and, and to me, you don't need one to be true for the other three to be true or the other three to be true for the one to be true and, and vice versa. Right. Um, but this particular incident also has a little bit of uh, physical evidence to go along with it. Um, what happened was, the second night they asked. Hoping getting this order right because I've heard it's been mixed around a lot over the years. The second night they sent uh, Colonel Hall and his team out to investigate the scene. Like they hadn't already seen it yet, I don't believe. Come back. So they went into the woods and there was these burn marks on the tree and higher than normal radiation lev- levels on imprints in the ground where the thing supposedly put its its tripod down. Um. When they're investigating this, they saw the three lights come back. This is all recorded, minute per minute, by Charles Hall, and it's actually available all over the internet and on, on YouTube. You can hear the entire experience he's describing it as it's happened. And basically, this thing came up to them, it came closer to them through the forest, shot beams down at their feet, like a, like a laser beam. And also, it was kind of there was a uh, one that was going through the trees. I don't know if it's the same one, leaving it out of trees like a winking red eye with some kind of liquid metal dripping off of it. This all sounds like the stuff of fantasy, right? <laughs> so, so Gosh, this thing that's heavy, man. <laughs> that's heavy. And, and again, you know, even though this guy's got this recording, you know, uh, uh, he seems believable and, and like respectable. But, you know, what do you know? It's 1991, you're watching something about 1980, and it's the most fantastical thing you've ever heard. It's another UFO story. You don't know which ones could be real and which ones are BS. You don't know what to believe. But this thing apparently came down, and then it lit up really super bright, exploded in a flash of light into five separate, he says it was five or six, I think he, said he settled on five separate lights of independently intelligently controlled objects that flew away. And this is all described on his audio tape. Now, they didn't get that from him when he turned it in, but he, apparently there was a video, and all the documents and all the reports of that night disappeared, became classified, or and or, quote-unquote, lost. Now, here's the thing about that one. There was another gentleman that was there that um, walked up towards it, uh, John Burroughs. That's the guy I'm trying to get on the show, if I can. Uh, John Burroughs approached it, and i think he has a loss of time and memory after that um but he did approach it and years after he started having a heart condition related to exposure to radiation all right and um he got to the point just the um you know so it's been 30 some years almost 40 years he's over there in the uh you know needing a heart transplant i believe or the heart transplant he needed and uh, he can't get the VA to cover it because it never happened, according to the U.S. documentation. Him getting this condition on the line of duty doesn't exist. It's, it's classified or lost. Um, wow. Yeah, so <laughs> the former mis- Ministry of Defense, who believes wholeheartedly in this incident and other UFO incidents, teams up with, ch- with Charles Hall and John Burroughs and they take it to the Supreme Court. There is one declassified document that I'm aware of. I think there's supposed to be more to come. That states, in order for him to get his medical coverage, that John Burroughs, while on duty, while on, I don't have the report in front of me, I'm sorry to say it. It's out there on the Internet. I was looking for it before our call, and I just didn't get to it in time. But the paraphrase, it said that he incurred um, larger than normal uh, degrees of radiation exposure during a UAP event. Uh, UAP stands for Unknown Aerial Phenomena. Unknown Aerial mm. Phenomena. It's another way of saying UFO. Now, this is a government document stating that he will be covered in full. You know, he got full support from the VA for his transplant, for his, his heart condition, because of these events that he incurred.
1: Dude, that... Uh- that reminds me of the Tunguska event. Have you heard of that? What's it called? The Tunguska event.
0: I I I actually don't. If I know the event, I don't I don't remember it. Maybe by that name, I I don't I don't know it. Uh, keep, uh, bring back up to speed on it.
1: It's um Tunguska event. I'm sure I'm <coughs> pronouncing that right. Well, the large explosion that occurred near the uh, Stony Tunguska River in um the Russian Empire was. I can't pronounce what the fuck it was before that, but it doesn't matter. It was on the morning of June 30th, 1908. Uh, The explosion over the sparsely populated eastern Siberian taiga, I'm pronouncing that right, flattened 2,000 kilometers of forest. Uh, The cause of the explosion is generally thought to have been a meteor. It is classified as an impact event, even though no impact crater has been found. The meteor is thought to have burst in midair at an altitude of 5 to 10 kilometers, than hit the surface of the Earth. Never heard of that?
0: I am not familiar with this event.
1: Shit, look that up. That's crazy. It's one of the most unexplained things ever. It's one of the most destructive um, phenomena, like to ever hit Earth. I mean, not you know, one <laughs> the one that killed the dinosaurs or anything, but even, you know, ISH or anything. But one of the they said the impact was so massive, people thought it was some kind of like bomb. But no one was around, so no one was injured, no one was killed. But some, you know, loggers went out there one day, and they saw, like, everything completely flattened, just destroyed. And there's no impact, there's no scorch marks, there's nothing. Just Everything was flattened. There's pictures of it on uh, online somewhere, but check it out. But this reminded me of that. And imagine if someone was within that blast radius. Right. I'm, <laughs> I mean, if, if they survived... 1908 I mean this was way before Roswell it's like fuck what the hell happened but no one can figure out what it is the best theory like I said is that a, uh, a fucking meteor exploded in midair but they haven't there's no proof of that there's no fragments that have been found in that area since uh,
0: nobody's thinking about flying saucers and aliens in 1908
1: <laughs> no so it doesn't no even come, so
0: that's why it doesn't come up you know um, no yeah I'm gonna check it's into bad. that
1: these uh, early estimates of the energy of the airburst range from 10 to 15 megatons of TNT to 30 megatons of TNT, depending on the exact height of burst estimated uh, when the scaling laws of the effects of nuclear weapons are employed. So this was measured way before, you know, nuclear bombs or atom bombs, so that's their best estimate. If they had any inkling of knowledge of, of, of thermal di- or not of nuclear fusion or anything like that, I'd imagine what they would have, you know, Known back then, this, this probably would have been the, the most catastrophic event ever recorded.
0: Right. Well, I mean, we, we hear more about things ever since you know the, the airwaves opened up on radio and TV. You know, it, it's 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 more and more exposure as as we progress. It's going to be if there are things going on that are being hidden, it's going to become more and more difficult to hide them moving forward. Um. So, so, but what, what I was saying about this Reynolds and Forest incident, I think it's a smoking gun. I mean, the government's basically saying in, in their declassified documents, this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not saying what the UAP is, uh, but let me read you a paragraph. Um, I'm reading from the web archive, nationalarchives.gov.uk. It's a classified, UKI's only, unclassified document. And um, in this document. This is a it looks like it might have been 2012. I think that might be when you did the master classification, right? Um, yeah. Um. So it's. I just had it in front of me. I was looking to see the cl- the title of it. It's page six. Let me get the page six here.
1: Oh, side note: eighty million trees were leveled. Oh, holy cow! Eighty million. I can't even. My 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 mind can't wrap around that, dude.
0: <laughs> right. All right, here we go. I got this here. I'm going to read this paragraph. Reports of UAP, popularly known as UFOs, are usually described as colorful lights and sometimes as shapes. They are typically spherical, disc, toroidal, or cigar-shaped. Very um, occasionally, they are reported with sound and even with smell reports occur because they comprise unfamiliar and unexpected lights, shapes, and patterns in the context in which the observer sees them. The, pho- the phenomena occur on a daily, worldwide basis. The U.K. annual reporting rate for a relatively small part of the Earth's total airspace is summarized... Oh, that's a figure, a figure one. The UAP... That This is the sentence that I want to focus on. That UAP exists is indisputable. Credited with the ability to hover, land, take off, accelerate to exceptional velocities, and vanish, they can... Re- reportedly alter their direction of flight suddenly and clearly can exhibit aerodynamic characteristics well beyond those of any known aircraft or missile, either manned or unmanned. That's an official description of what a UAP is based on these classified UK documents from the UK Ministry of Defense.
1: Well, not, not to mention that these, these older uh, technologies and these, these sightings have been basically, you know, there's no sound. You know, even nowadays, you don't hear anything. You don't hear
0: any engines. You
1: don't hear right. any noises. Even back then, there was none. So that's kind of strange, too.
0: Now, I want to talk about this real quick. As a side note, in addition to what I'm talking about, Rendlesham Forest, the only place I've ever heard the term UAP uttered is on, like, the Daily Mirror, on podcasts ran by paranormal people who talk about the conspiracies constantly. You know all these places you'd go to hear about UFO and paranormal that a lot of people look at as kind of hokey pokey, you know, whatever. I don't know if I believe anything they're saying on there. Oh, you listen to the, uh, you listen to that show? Oh, that's great, you know. And there's a chuckle behind it. That's the only place you hear about UAP and by the people involved and in this document. But Hillary Clinton was just on um, was just on the um I mean, I'm drawing blanks so all over the place today. Name, name some late nights. Jimmy Kimmel. She was just on the Jimmy Kimmel show just a few weeks ago, or a couple months ago now. And she talked about she wants to work on declassifying documents about UFOs.
1: Oh, the irony.
0: Well, well, there, <laughs> I get where you go with that. Well, well, her campaign manager is John Podesta, and he's a guy that's uh, a proponent for declassification, because he wants people. A lot of people experience things. I have my sightings, and if people talk about them, which a lot of people with real life stories to tell experiences to share don't because they're afraid of being ridiculed and he wants people to be able to freely discuss these things discuss these things without having to worry about you know that ridicule and that concern so what Hillary says is I want to try to declassify what I can I want to look into it and Kimball says well your husband was on here when he was president and said he looked into it and didn't find anything and she says, that's because they were calling them UFOs. Now they call them UAPs. That was the first time I ever heard anybody who matters at a high-ranking official level in the government use the terminology UAP. And I think that's a kind of a sign that we're working towards a little bit closer to getting a little bit of a mission somewhere.
1: Yeah, it's possible. Um, I mean, we evolve our terminology and our, our classification of things, and as we even as ignorant as we all are, I think we, we, we're kind of trying to get grasp of everything as it, as it stands, but we leave a lot of things in the past like this this Tunguska event. I mean, we're just basically now figuring out it might be a comet that exploded on impact because it's dust and particles and, and ice that left no trace. So, even now we're still trying to figure out the past and all these UFOs and, you know, supposed alien sightings and you know, mysterious burns and nuclear radiation exposure, and these mysterious things in our bodies, and, I mean, we're really just now kind of coming into the infancy of trying to figure that shit out. I mean, who knows what's going to happen 50 years from now if our planet's still around.
0: Right, (laughs) right, no, I mean... Well, let's vote Trump for president, and we can see the end of the world before, you know, we all get to live to witness it, you know. And
1: uh <laughs> <laughs> expose those documents the old fashioned way and the blown out bunker that once house some some type of security. Oh
0: man. So so like any other discussion, like any other conversation on radio or T V about the legitimacy of UFOs and the aliens, uh just like any other conversation, we ha- we end with more questions than answers. But I, I think we've really touched upon some of the most important most memorable and most uh, crucial points in history in in modern times that tell us there's something we're just not being told and what it is is still up in the air
1: oh yeah where I mean essentially this is scratching the surface I mean there's so many different aspects of of, uh, otherworldly things out there, it's really your job to look it up and discover the truth for yourself, and it's not an easy task, it'll take years to okay. even come to one factoid of the biggest theory that you thought was true, and then it'll be debunked by someone, or they'll be proven true, and debunked again, on It's like, holy shit, you just cannot keep track, it's like, you know, the, um, you know, it's all—it's just crazy. It's like the um, the scientific method. You have to apply it to this stuff. Hypothesize, explain, predict—to do all that stuff, just like you do in science. It's like a form of science, but you apply reasoning and common sense, right, rather than you know fear mongering.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, I absolutely agree with you. Um, to your to your point, you know. Um we all are responsible for our own knowledge, you know. Otherwise, we're just being sheep. And and, that, and I think that's almost kind of the point of your show is is to make people think and, and consider other perspectives of looking at these things.
1: Exactly. I don't pull any punches. I don't. You know, all I'm about is the truth. I mean, you might not agree with what I have to say. Right. You might think I'm a prick, an asshole, whatever. But don't listen to my attitude. Listen to what I'm saying. That's all. That's all I'm saying.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Before you go. This is your first time on my show. If you talk and chat just playfully about a topic in the future, that'll just be a good discussion. But since this is your first time on my show, you get to participate in ten questions.
1: In ten questions.
0: Yes, I ask ten questions randomly. Some of them are silly, some of them thought provoking. You just answer them as fast as you can and as honestly as you can. And if you don't like something, you can pass on it.
1: Hey, I'm game. Let's do this shit.
0: All right, here we go. Ten questions. Question number one. Well, what did I write here? I right, My first question, <laughs> you know, uh, I jot this down real quick because I was running late <laughs> to get my ten questions prepared and I put, this could all be avoided if, and, and I don't know what I'm referring Oh, I know, okay, okay. <laughs> the challenges that because I know you have strong opinions and, and opinions that make me cringe a little bit sometimes on, on women's rights oh. <laughs> uh, oh. w- w- Women's right issues could be all avoided if we just uh, finish the
1: uh, statement. Stop bickering amongst each other and stop this agenda-driven crap and self-serving nonsense.
0: Uh, okay, gotcha. Number two. <laughs> Number yeah, two. Man, you, you, know,
1: you know damn well my answers aren't going to be very, very short.
0: It's okay. It's okay. I, I, had, I had library boards on. We had about twenty-minute, ten questions. Think fast, so it wasn't Wasn't very fast, but it was very entertaining. Uh, number two, true or false: The USA will be better off in four years if Hillary is elected. False. I guess mean, I guess, it, I, guess it, if I could add detail to that. Better off than if oh. Trump is president.
1: Oh fuck no! Exciting, yes.
0: You don't think it will be better off than Trump?
1: Oh, with Hillary? No, I mean it's that's tough to say because Trump's an idiot and Hillary's a criminal, so I don't know.
0: Well, well, look, I, I I think the crimes Trump will cause will cause separation and and a lot of turmoil amongst the citizens of the country. I think Hillary's criminal acts will just be criminal. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're, they don't hurt other people, you know, um, except for well, uh, they say she wouldn't. Her actions don't hurt other people. That's not entirely true either. If you look at the history, but we won't get into that. Go ahead. Well.
1: Right, I'll say this much about Trump and Hillary. If Trump's elected, this will be a very interesting, exciting country. If Hillary's elected, at least we know that we're going to get the same, you know, sinister, manipulative, fucking, ferocious Democratic nonsense we come to expect from people like her. So there's that.
0: I don't attribute nonsense to uh, to political party, man. <laughs> it's just nonsense all around. Gosh.
1: Uh, yeah it is exactly that's kind of why I said you know if it's Trump or Hillary it doesn't really matter
0: at this point I think big picture could but we'll move on yeah question number three <laughs> Trump could win your uh, you, this is one you don't have to answer because this is very personal but Trump could win your vote by
1: You couldn't win my he could not win my vote
0: that's a common answer number four
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> alright I'm going to put you on the spot because I know who your favorite comedian of all time is so the question is number four Greatest comedian of all time, not named Carlin.
1: Ah, you motherfucker. (laughs) Well, okay, you know, that's kind of an easy one. I shouldn't even say that. It's Bill Hicks. I mean, there's no question. He's the best commentator besides George Carlin. He is just poignant and in your face. Okay. He doesn't apologize for anything.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. Number five, aliens, if they are here, they will help us or kill us tough one um that's an opinion
1: maybe they've been doing both for, for <laughs> millennia. right
0: if you believe the concept that there's more than one kind we could be getting different we'd be hitting from both sides absolutely <laughs> yeah
1: <definitely.
0: laughs> number six there's a new replica of the titanic that is set the set sail in 2018 would you dare step foot aboard that boat
1: Fuck yeah. I think I, I, would I, would <laughs> I think I would too. I think I would too.
0: They're put they put, going to put extra Think They're going to take care of all the stuff they missed on the first one.
1: Well, uh, I think I, the reason why is because, one, I know what to expect, and also, two, I'd bring stuff so I wouldn't be screwed. You know, if there's a floating door, I wouldn't a portable allow. boat! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. This like freeze dried boat is that water. Oh, look, we're around water.
0: You work on that technology, man. Go to Area 51 and see if you can find it. Uh, That's <laughs> reverse
1: Engineering. It, it's for the new Titanic. It's there you go. Now we
0: know, yeah. Uh, n- number seven, you're a gamer. What's the best type of game in your opinion? What kind of game do you just love to play most?
1: Oh, uh, You know what? <sighs> Lately, it's been a lot of indie games where they have a lot of retro feel to them. So, like The Binding of Isaac. And uh, stuff like that. Oh. And I will say I'm a sucker for Left 4 Dead, but okay. I kind of you know, shoved myself away from that. But if I had to choose one genre, it would be the post-apocalyptic ones, like Fallout. Oh, I love that. Gets me hard as a rock, dude. Those
0: are those are awesome. Those are awesome. Uh, I have to say I haven't had time. Ty- I haven't had time to play a game like Fallout like most of my life. But uh I would love to play that game if I had time. Um
1: hell yeah. You would um you would love uh New Vegas. It has a little mix of everything from nuclear warfare to alien technology and fucking uh, lasers and plasma and it has everything a growing boy needs.
0: There you go. And uh along the same lines, number eight, what type of game just can't grab your attention? What kind of game you just can't you can't deal with right now?
1: Stuff like Rome, Total War, like, where there's way too much strategy, where you just have to... It's like writing a paper. Right. There's no real action. Like, you have to wait an hour just to see a battlefield. Yeah. Or any type of... Oh, uh, no, no, no,
0: no. I'm with you on that. I, I, oh, man, the... Uh, the, the chief... It's basically digital strategigo. I can't do it. Stratego. I can't say the word even. The <laughs> but it's like digital digitalization, I think, yeah.
1: is what the series is called. That's boring shit. Yeah.
0: I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Uh, uh, number nine. Describe yourself in one word.
1: Mysterious.
0: That was a very no, mysterious no, no, no. answer. Yeah.
1: No. Let me back up a little bit. Let <laughs> back up a little bit. Complicated.
0: Still a mysterious answer. That's good. Okay. All right. And <laughs> number 10, what do you think of yours truly, the host of Come Get Some?
1: Um, my lover? No. <laughs> what the hell? I'm
0: not aware of this.
1: <laughs> no. I got I miss I must really have. <laughs> have- <laughs> what you say? My
0: motherfucker and also my lover. God, I might have some missing time. I don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> clone, did the alien send someone to, to <laughs> fuck with me? I have no idea. Literally or figuratively, I don't know. Um <laughs> It's been fun. I, I feel like it was a little bit more of a straightforward conversation than I thought it was going to be, but it was still fun to the, the to actually bounce these things off each other and talk about the subject. So uh maybe we'll we'll pick it up again sometime and get a little deeper. Oh fuck yeah dude. This
1: has been very interesting. I didn't know you rinse all this conspiracy and UFO shit. That's awesome. I, I'm
0: not a big conspiracy theorist, but the UFO... Here's the thing. I'll just summarize it like this. So I do get to the sum of all things. Uh, I'll summarize it like this. Is There's a lot of stuff that I heard about on these, like I said, these websites, these funny websites and radio shows that sound like a lot of bunk and garbage and BS that I can't possibly bring myself to believe without seeing it for myself. That over the years, as we get more into the 2000s and 2016 now... We're seeing things that point to evidence, the, classificat, the, the classification of documents, things, people coming forward, things that tell you, wait a minute, All right, wait, wait, maybe I can believe that. And this is opening the mind a little bit, making me a little bit more interested and more likely to believe, especially, and we never got into with you personally today, what, what, I, what my experiences were, but a lot of my listeners know. I've seen stuff too, and it makes you wonder, uh, you know, what are they not telling us, and why?
1: That's that's fair enough. And you know, like conspiracies. I mean, I muck rake. You know, that's the term I use for myself. I just I go through the muck. It's just sift through all that shit until I find something that actually makes sense to me. And until then, you know, you can't tell me nothing. <laughs> I mean, I was like, no, you're full of shit. Right. I want to hear it. Give me some proof, man.
0: Yeah, to be fair, I've seen what I've seen, if someone told me the exact same thing that I described that they saw, I'd have trouble believing them, just because, you know, without seeing it, how do you know what to believe? You don't want to be a fool about it. I was brought up not to believe everything I read and and see, but, you know, there's evidence, man. When there's evidence, there's, there's something to it.
1: There is, but you have to be willing to look for it, and you have to be willing to know what's right and what's false, so...
0: Absolutely. Uh, challenge. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we're out of time for this particular discussion. Uh, hopefully, uh, we can talk more about it in the future. This was this was great. Thank you yeah, for man, being on the show. Fun.
1: Hey, thank you for having me, man. It's been, been
0: pretty cool. All right, Justin. Take care, man. I'll talk to you later.
1: Peace
0: out. All right, folks. That was Justin Wright. Uh, he's, I got his name wrong. His Twitter name is actually at Thinker's Refuge in his uh, talk show. His podcast is um, word to the wise. Uh, please check that out. Make sure you uh, follow Justin at Thinker's Refuge. And uh, next week, the Original Voice of Voices Series coming on. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I hope you all enjoy it. And for now, that about sums it up. I'm getting down to the sum of this, the sum of that, the sum of everything.